Welcome to the Kick-Ass Irreverent Video Computer System Game Program Podcast by Affable Idiots. It's Respawn Aim Fire. Hey! I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Poopy Butthole, a.k.a. Chad Michael Innes. And we've also got here our other co-host, uh, Mr. Poopy Your Butthole, Adam Gumby. How are you, Adam? Oh, oh geez, Rick. Oh, geez. Uh, oh, geez. <laughs> I fucking love the episode where... It's all they're on the citadel and it's like it's like training day where they follow the Morty cop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he's talking to the other Morty. He's like, oh geez, guys, oh geez. <laughs> but he says it like real fucking he's tired of the shit. Uh by the way, I hope you're doing good chat on this fine Monday afternoon. I have a Man. question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I kind of know the answer, but I didn't know the answer fully. Last week on the podcast, I really need to start doing TikToks because just cutting shit out is fucking funny. Last week I mentioned fucking Magic Vapor Shop, the local <laughs> yes. fucking dumbass commercials we have, and we went down a rabbit hole, and then I pointed you to their YouTube, which I believe the commercials on the YouTube are a little different from the ones we normally hear on the radio. How did you feel after listening to the Magic Vapor Shop commercials? Um, they are. Uh, how do I how do I put this? They they are exactly the conspiracy shit that you might expect to hear from like a like a Tucker like if Tucker Carlson did vape commercials. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah, I felt. The, That's what I felt. The YouTube ones are so much worse than what's on the normal radio. Like it's like two seconds. Like ah man, the government wants to tax my vape, but come down and check out my location next to the Pizza Hut. Woo-hoo. <laughs> but the YouTube stuff is like a minute and a half of yeah conspiracy, like the government's after us to take away my money. Yeah, go to magicvaporshop.com. <laughs> I, you know what else I love? I love that it's not like a pre-recorded, like this is the jingle for magicvaporshop.com. It's it's him doing it live every time, so it's slightly every different time. each time. <laughs> yeah, that guy, what a man. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. You can watch us on twitch.tv slash idiots. Most of the time, it's on Sunday evenings, but today's on a Monday afternoon, and you can join us in the chat. We've got Porkchop spamming his dad in the chat. Porkchop118YT has an emote of his dad, and it's incredible. So uh, go there, check that out on twitch.tv slash idiots, or you can watch it on demand, YouTube, and podcasts on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, speaking of on demand, our barf episode for September is officially live after many delays from me forgetting it to access issues, etc. cetera. Uh, Zelda 2, that's the game you want on this play in September. We reviewed it. It is up on services as of about 30 minutes ago. And um, there are some really surprising, wonderful things in there. There are some a lot of really like this isn't fun to play things in there. So go check it out. Uh, and you can watch this one without being spoiled, um, Brent. So do that. Call them out. Call them out. All right. Upcoming today, we're going to talk about Pratt. Pratt attack. Pratt, Pratt. We're going to uh, rejoice if you're a JRPG dork. And we've got some PS facts. Remember cat facts? Remember no. when you could, you don't remember cat facts? No, not at all. So it was this thing, it was it was mostly used as a prank, although there, I'm sure there were people who used it as a legitimate service to learn about cats. <laughs> but you, you sign someone up for cat facts. By, you go in there and you like enter in their phone number and it starts texting them facts about cats. 
Interesting. <laughs> the best thing is whenever, like, they can't cancel for some reason. Like that, it's it's. We'll. I'll send you a link to like some of the best. Cat just send me some cat things. facts. I guess yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So you would just sign someone up for cat facts. Yeah, that was back. That was college. That was you know, that was late aughts, early teens. Understand. Back in the day. Yep. Before we get to PS facts and cat facts, though. We've got some other facts coming from CDPR. CD Projekt Red shows us what's coming. This information comes from IGN.com. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Ruined. It's ruined everything. It I'm sorry. CD Projekt Red has announced the code names and brief descriptions for five new games, including three Witcher games, a new Cyberpunk, and a brand new IP. Orion. Here's the first one. Orion. First of all, these names oh, are dope. I think we should stop after each one because it's the list is basically just here. What are here's what the five new things okay, are. Okay, okay, okay. So because okay. I'm very excited. I know you're not a cyberpunk dude, but a lot of people like cyberpunk and witchers. So I think we could we could talk about each. Cool, 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 cool. Here's the first game. It's Orion, the first dope code name. This is a quote from CD Projekt Red. A code name for our next cyberpunk game, which will take the cyberpunk franchise further and continue harnessing the potential of this dark future universe. Orion will be, be developed by a brand new CD Projekt studio set up in the U.S. The CD Projekt Red CFO, Piotr Nilubowit, said he, that he expects 350 to 500 developers will be necessary to create the game. It's also creating a brand new, primarily Boston-based studio for Orion, which will combine with its current Vancouver office and be known as CD Projekt Red North America. Pause. Mm. This sounds like it will be uh, kind of the next big entry in the Cyberpunk 2077 franchise. Or maybe, do you think this is going to be related to that game? Like, is it even going to be 2077 or 2078? Mm, get it? Haha. <laughs> or uh -huh. is this going to be just like something completely different in that Cyberpunk universe? I expect it to be related. I don't know about an, a direct sequel, like with those characters and all that, but I definitely expect it to, you know... It will be called 2078. I don't know. I need to go read the RPG books to figure out what the sequel to 2077 would be, I suppose. But uh, no, I, I definitely think it's going to be a continuation. Um, and the team that they're talking about building, you know, they, you know, they're talking about, you know, coming to North America and making it. There's also people from Poland working on it. So it's going to be the same size team or a little bit bigger. Um, so, yeah, it'll be some kind of continuation, maybe a different area or whatever. We'll figure it out. Orion is awesome. I mean, all these code names are great, uh, but good because, again, a rough launch on the old systems. There's no doubt about that. Can't, you know, ignore that. But I really like the game. Um, and then having more time and, like, figuring out those bugs so it launches in a good state instead of waiting a year to be in a good state would be awesome. And I just, I like that world. I like the cyberpunk aesthetic. And I like CD Projekt's games. So I think more time in the oven and, uh, you know, working off that feedback would probably be good for it. Yep. Um, what is CD Projekt Blue? That cannot be a real thing. No, it is. It is. It is. It is. It's a. I'm. I'm trying to remember like whether it like do, do they do board games. It is a. So CD Project. Oh, is, it's like different divisions of that company. Maybe? Yeah. So CD Project Red, and then there's. Hold on. Let me just do a Google or a, a find. And ask Jeeves. Oh. GOG. What? Hold please. Oh, they do own GOG. So, income from GOG.com, known internally as CD Projekt Blue, accrues to uh -huh. CD Projekt Red. Interesting. Okay, so they just call That's what they internally call their stuff. CD Projekt Blue. And then CD Projekt Red actually develops shit. 
Interesting. Okay. Because I was I was looking at the name and I was like, I know they I know CD Projekt Blue is a thing. I don't know what it means. I know CD Projekt Red is a thing. And then why is this one Red North America? Yeah, that's like Valve. They have Steam. And then mm-hmm. they they used to have a video game company, but they don't anymore. So it's just Steam now. <laughs> you know, yeah. same 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 idea. Interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Next game, Polaris. Polaris, Polaris, Papa John's. A code name for the next installment installment in the Witcher series of games, which we recently announced was in pre-production. Not sorry, not we. I'm reading a quote. We did not announce this. CD Project Red did. It's the beginning of a new saga. We aim to release two more Witcher games after Polaris, Polaris, Papa John's, creating a new AAA RPG trilogy. The full trilogy is intended to be released, quote, in a six-year period. Ooh. More quotes from Polaris, Polaris, Papa John's. We are preparing technology. This is the first project to be released in the new engine, Unreal 5, so there is a need for some extra work making this technology, he said. For this project, for sure we need some extra effort to deliver. So brand new Witcher trilogy coming from CD Projekt Red, which is uh, interesting. We know from the last series of games that like Geralt is not going to be the protagonist in the new games, right? We know that. I would assume not, because yeah, we had the teaser for four for Witcher four, which is I don't know why they called it Polaris because we know that four is a thing. This is pol- this is four, um, and I believe that the medallion in that is of a different class than he is. Um, so I think it would probably be a new character. Uh, I guess you you could continue with Geralt, but probably not. Is the whole thing? It's gotcha. just like it seems like that's done and over with. Uh, but it's cool that we're getting a trilogy out of this. Yeah. Um, on Unreal Engine Five, because give me more of those games. Yeah. What I'm what I'm most interested in about this is that they are developing three games in not in concert, like they're developing three at a time, but they have an idea for three games and obviously how they would probably want a trilogy to roll out. They're using an engine that is pretty universal, Unreal Engine 5, so they don't have to deal with their own proprietary technology. So what I'm excited about is this trilogy of things coming very quickly in succession after the first one comes out so that we're not left with you know several years between games, which uh, sounds exciting to me. Yeah, I remember the time between 2 and 3 was pretty big. Because 2 initially was only PC, but eventually came to, I think it was a 360 generation. Um, but that was like a couple of years after it had already been on PC. And then we didn't get Witcher 3 until the beginning of the next generation. So it was like. Yeah. And we're even think, still waiting on the th- Witcher 3 next gen ports, right? They said by the end of the year. We're in October. But okay. they swore it up. In, I mean, recently, like a week ago, they're like, no, it's still coming by the end of the year. So okay. We'll see. Uh, we're not done with The Witcher <clears throat> because Canis Majoris. A full-fledged Witcher game, separate to the new Witcher saga, starting with Polaris. It will be developed by an external studio headed by experienced developers who have worked on past Witcher games. It's not currently clear which developer is working on this project. So this is more Witcher. Sounds Mm -hmm. like it's a single game, not part of this trilogy. Um, This, I feel like, since it's also being, you know, given to another studio external developer outside of CD Projekt Red. This, I feel like, is maybe a different genre of games set within the Witcher universe that maybe CD Projekt Red is like, we don't have a lot of experience with this genre, uh, but we're going to contract this out to a studio who does, who can just take our IP and make it really great in this space. I think about maybe like the the Gwen card game, although I'm sure mm-hmm. this will probably be a little bit more full-fledged than, it says full-fledged Witcher game, so it'll be a little bit more um, 
fleshed out than a card game. But that's what I get from this, is that it's a different genre, different take on something in the Witcher universe from a studio who's more um, experienced in whatever that genre might be. Yeah, when I was just looking it up, because I remember I'd played it, <clears throat> there's a game called Thronebreaker, which was developed by CD Projekt Red, but it was uh, like a side story in the same world, but you didn't play as Geralt. And it, the gameplay was Gwent, but then you had like, you would walk around the world and do story stuff. And you were like playing Gwent to like play out the, I think Thronebreaker is what it's called. Uh, so maybe it's that kind of idea where it's like, it's connected, but it's not a Geralt thing. It's just something else in that world, which could be cool. I mean, yeah, if you give me a cool, interesting idea, uh, I'm not going to be mad about it. Or, or wait a minute. Pause. Mm -hmm. We talked about Polaris, how it's going to be like almost definitively another character other than Geralt. What if they're using this as like another Geralt game? Like we as a we as CD Projekt Red, we're moving forward with a different trilogy of things, but we know you all love Geralt. Netflix loves Geralt, and we're not going to just abandon that character and that IP. So we'll take some people from an external developer who have worked on Geralt games in the past mm -hmm. and just let them make something. Kind of like Ubisoft, uh, not Ubisoft, like uh, WB Montreal. How we're like, yeah. we're going to continue making these Batman games. We're just going to let someone else make it for us. Y'all love the Batman. Think about this. The Witcher, Geralt Stay Out. <laughs> Remember that fucking movie? Was Baby's it fucking Dunstan's? Oh, Baby's Day Out. Dunstan's the, Dunstan checks, checks in. in. Baby goes out. For a day. Okay, I get there's movies in the 90s where it's like the baby's on an adventure, the monkey's in a hotel on an adventure, yep. fucking all yep. kinds of wild shit. There, Geralt, there was, we were obsessed with monkeys for a while. Yeah. There was Dunstan Checks In, there was Born to be Wild, there was MVP, mm -hmm. Most Valuable Primate, there was uh, Mighty Joe Young. The 90s and the early 2000s were just big on monkeys. Yeah. And then Nope and came apes. out. It Sorry. was like, oh. There yes. we go. That's what no. The, the first ten minutes of Nope are about that exact thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Uh, we have two more games here to mention. Uh, I, well, actually, a few more games. Serious, spelled like serious, <laughs> like the XM radio. Mm. Quote a code name for the game developed by the Molasses Flood, which are the creators of The Flame in the Flood and Drake Hollow, set in the Witcher universe and created with support from CD Projekt Red. It will differ from our past productions, offering multiplayer gameplay on top of a single-player experience, including a pancane... A pan <laughs> you in the studio over here. Including a campaign with quests and a story. <clears throat> Sirius is, quote, definitely not a smaller game and definitely not a mobile game, according to Noah Kowski, who said it is instead targeted towards people who are interested in the Witcher franchise, but not necessarily in playing a hardcore role-playing game like previous entries. It won't be an open-world game, Kaczynski added. This is the one that interests me most, because I think the open-worldness of CD Projekt Red's games is what turns me off. But I do enjoy the world of the Witcher and, and like the magic and all that kind of shit. So like, I think this is the one of all of these games that I'm most excited for. Yeah, could be really cool. I just kind of gave me an idea. Well, we're going to keep going through it. But this whole drop reminds me of, in Venomoth in the chat, you can remind me of how this goes. But I remember, remember when Riot was like, hey, we're going to make a bunch of shit. People were like, okay, League of Legends people. And yeah. then Arcane came out. People were like, oh, that shit's hot as fuck. But then they also, they have a fighting game coming out. They had a, like a turn-paced RPG um, come out recently. Like, they're just like, hey, we're going to make a bunch of stuff based on League of Legends, 
but are completely different genres and completely different things. And everyone was like, okay, but then all that shit came out and was all 10 out of 10. People were like, all right, I'll shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> um, so I, I get a, I get the similar feeling where they're like, hey, Witcher's cool. People like The Witcher. Let's give it to different people, give it to different teams with different ideas. Because like you said, Witcher 3 is great, but it is definitely a 100-hour RPG. But like, I don't know. And you know, instead of playing League of Legends, how about, you know, this fighting game? You know, like th that idea of here's the IP. That's what's interesting and popular in our characters. Let's do something else with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what this is. But Flame of the Flood's really cool. Drake Hollow I played for a little bit. But, yeah, it, that's definitely more of a cartoony, like, feel-good-ish kind of a thing. So, yeah, if it's a Witcher adventure where, you know, maybe it's smaller and whatever, that could be fun, too. I think the the League of Legends is a really good analog for this. I had thought about it when they announced it. They're like, hey, we've got a new trilogy of Witcher games. We've got another Witcher game. And then we've got another Witcher game. And I was like, this feels like the Assassin's Creed announcement from last month. Where like, we literally have like seven Assassin's Creed games in the thing. And here are how they're all different. But I think you're right. It's This is this is a little bit more of that League of Legends thing. We're like, we're just going to make a bunch of shit with this IP. Because the difference there is, I love Assassin's Creed, so I'm not going to be mad. But they're all similar games. Right, yeah. you're going to play open world, you're going to stab people and do all that stuff. Sometimes it's RBG, sometimes it's not. But this, you know, has the, like League of Legends has the potential to be like, oh, let's just make something weird. Like Gwent. The fact that they made a Gwent game, it's like, hey, there's a card game you can play in the game if you feel like it. And that became its own fucking thing. Yeah, doesn't anything get crazy? We're not done, though. Hadar. Hadar? Papa John. Hadar. A code name for a third entirely distinct IP created from scratch within CD Projekt Red. The project is in the earliest stages of the creative process, which means we are not developing any game yet, but working exclusively on the foundation for this new setting. So this is something we're not going to see for a long time, but mm -hmm. it's going to be more delicious goodness in terms of we're now going to have Witcher, we're now going to have CD, uh, Cyberpunk, and now we're going to have this brand new thingy that gets us all excited for CD Projekt Red shit. It is fun, or funny, Papa John's, that they're making an original IP, because, yeah, Cyberpunk was, when like I said, it's a tabletop role-playing game. It's been around for a while. The Witcher, again, based on a bunch of Polish books, you know, written whenever nerds wrote books. Um, so, yeah, they've literally made an entire studio based off of, you know, we're going to take from these other popular IPs, and it just worked out for them, because no one ever heard of the fucking Witcher before the game. I mean, of course librarians and book nerds heard about it before. Good for you. Most people had never heard of The Witcher before the video games and the Netflix show. So them being like, hey, we've created our, you know, built our house on this. Now let's do our own thing. Could be good. Uh, original IP is never a bad idea. It might not always work out, but the idea of let's do something different is never uh, a bad idea. Yep. The last note here in this story is in a separate release, the company also said that it's, quote, adding multiplayer to the majority of future projects. It also marks the first time that we've learned that the Witcher trilogy will not be the only new game set in that universe. So multiplayer is coming to a bunch of stuff, which hmm. I feel like as a gaming industry, we've learned our lesson. You know, in the old like the old Mass Effect three times where they were shoehorning multiplayer into every single thing. Like you could not sell a game without without multiplayer. And then you also, if you bought a game used, you had to pay the ten dollars for the online pass because they needed you to access hmm. the multiplayer. Like, Hopefully we've er we've learned enough from that that these multiplayers aren't going to be just like we're going to shoehorn it into everything. It's just going to be good. Yeah. Now before I, I respond to that, uh, seems like you've gone robot and the Twitch chat has gone down. So maybe we go to hold slot. Yep. Yep. 
Oh, Twitch seems like it might be back up. Am I still robot-y? Yeah, you are for me. Sweet. All right, going to hold side. Be right back. BRB. TTYL. LMFAO. BYOB. Hey, if you work at Comcast, everyone listening out there, can you just like turn to your neighbor and slap them right in the face? And then if you work at a, an internet company in the Bay Area here called Sonic, can you turn to your coworker and say, put it at Chad's address? Why don't we have service at Chad's address yet? Thank you. That's it. Uh, so back to Witcher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, all sorts of cool new things coming from the Witcher universe in hopefully many different ways. CD Projekt Red, brand new IP, lots of good stuff coming from that company. Adam, I'm excited. Any last things you want to talk about? In no, it's just good to, to see, man. Cool, cool, to see cool, new cool. stuff, especially in the, those universes. So, uh, and yeah, very good. Uh, we are then going to move out of our main quest, and we're going to pop the top of this Mountain Dew Voodoo 2022 mystery fruity flavor. It's 100% sour fucking Oh, yeah. It's just a whole bag whatever, of sour patch, sour patch That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, it's great. Sour citrus. Very good. We both have so much on this playtime today. We're talking about what we played this week. Uh, so many. Take me to Sequel City, Adam. Hold on. Wait. Pause. Before uh -huh. we start talking. Yes. I know part of what you played is Destiny 2. Uh-huh. I want to avoid the situation. I want to I don't want to turn this into your Mr. Robot. And what I mean by that is there's a show called Mr. Robot. Yeah, I'm that aware. Holden loved. He loved that uh -huh. show so much that he got excited when I started to watch it and then his mm -hmm. excitement ruined it for me. So if I oh, start like to, if I start to be overbearing with my excitement Tell me to back the fuck off. Okay. Adam, it's like me with Inscription, right? When I was like, hey, just play it. I'm not going to say nothing. The, just you play did the it. perfect thing with Inscription. You're just like, yeah, mm -hmm. just play it. Might be game of the year. You're doing it with Immortality for weeks, but you know, here we are. <laughs> I'll play it. I promise. I promise. Um, okay. Okay. So now, Adam, tell me about what you played this week in any particular order. Uh, I'll go ahead and start with Destiny 2. Uh, mm. Yes, Chad, I did play it. I re-downloaded Destiny 2 because okay. I was like... All these fucking nerds over at the Raft Pack keep playing one fucking video game, and that's all they fucking play. Uh -huh. and I was like, you know what? Uh -huh. I'm gonna go ahead and download it. Cause uh, so you asked me before, but you're like, don't tell me any details. But yes, I have played Destiny two before. Okay, I played Destiny two when Beyond Light came out, and they oh, all okay. of it went on Game Pass. All the content, right? Yeah. It's like cool. Downloaded Destiny, started playing Beyond Light out there in the cold place with uh that dude with the, the bug guy with missing arms. Uh, What's his name? He, yeah, by the way. He's got many arms. Same. Yeah. Yeah, but he's missing a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, same voice actor from Star Wars Clone Wars and literally does it in oh, Clone yeah. Wars 2. Ah, His character. Mm. Yeah. That guy. Uh, so I got through that and I was having a good time, but I ran into the problem where Destiny 2, for no matter how fun it is, is not a single player game. Yeah. And I was playing and going through Beyond Light and I was just like, but I'm not having fun. I was having fun until I got to like... I was just like, hey, go to this other place and then do the thing. And I was going through the story, and I was like, didn't know what was happening with the story. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? I'll do this later, and then never played it again. Uh, so this time I came back with the full intent of playing it with other people. Because I'm like, that's literally how you have to play the game. Like, that'd be like if I loved PUBG or Apex, but you only played solos. And you're like, this game sucks. I'm like, well, oh, yeah, you're yeah. not fucking supposed to play solos. So I get it. So I did come back in. I only have the base game now, because Beyond Light was Game Pass, which has now come off of Game Pass. So I just had the base game, uh, but I'm just doing all the basic stuff I can do. Um, you know, 
everything that's free that I can do right now and waiting for some of the boys and the ladies to be free. So I can do, I had to do some strikes. What's the three player stuff? Uh, three player options we have are strikes. Uh-huh. Uh, there's dungeons. Yeah. There are, you can play gambit with up to four people, crucible with up to six people. Oh, I'm not playing any crucible. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, thank you. Joel in the uh, chat so- says dungeons exclamation point. We can do it. That's fine, Joel. But yeah, basically, I got to the point where it's like, hey, let me play a little bit of the game, try to get some gear and stuff, because I don't want to, you know, go in fucking. That's my only problem with the game was I'm gonna be so fucking far behind, and the MMO of MMO ness of it means like I need to grind for this piece of gear that it will become obsolete when the next season comes out. But I can still have fun right now if I have people to play with me. I don't care about getting all the gear. I just want to play and have fun. So. I am now 1540. I feel like that's good enough to do most of the content. Um, so I'm going to start playing with some friends whenever they give me a chance. But yeah, I was just knocking on the base stuff. And again, I love the game. The game's fun to play. I just didn't like the MMO-ness, but the point of an MMO is to play with multiple players. So I'm going to do that now. We're going to have a good time. We're, I'm going to... Let me see. So there's a... The, the problem that we run into now is that some of this stuff is gated be- behind... Um, some of the stuff is gated behind different expansions that you have to buy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm just looking at all the things that were not required an expansion. I already know which, yeah, yeah, what yeah. requires and what doesn't. Because it tells you very much. You need Beyond Light. You need Shadowkeep. You need this to play this. Yeah. So uh, I'm very I aware think of Prophecy Dungeon is one we can do from the tower. JK Games Podcast in the chat says the clan is here to help Adam. And I know for a fact Jerrica loves the Prophecy Dungeon. Cool. She tried to solo it. I don't know if... Jerrica, tell me in the chat if you were successful in soloing that dungeon. I know it was giving you some trouble, that final boss. Um, So, yeah, we can play some Prophecy Dungeon. We can play... Mm -hmm. Vault of Glass is open to everyone. Okay. Joel says if you're playing on Xbox, you can get a sick deal on all the DLC. That's what I'm saying. I want to buy a pack that just gives me all the DLC for cheap. Because right now, it's like... You can buy like two or three packs together, but then it's... If I win everything, it's like over $100. I don't want to spend over $100 for this shit. Yeah, yeah. Be yeah. honest. I'll buy the next one, the new one, when it comes out so we can all play. Lightfall. But I don't want to pay $100 <laughs> for old shit so I can maybe play a dungeon. Like, I'm not going to play this game hardcore like you guys, but I will jump on and play with you guys. So I just want to, I'm balancing that cost proposition. But no, I'm all in and I'm going to start playing. Whenever y'all want to play, I can be on Dope. the. Let's do, let's do something this week. Player. Let's get you in the Prophecy Dungeon this week. Sure, whatever. What um,. I know, and here's the here's the thing for the future. Joel loves weddings. I know. Joel right? always at, always at weddings. Always needs a fill in because he's at a wedding. And for the next month, he's got his own wedding. So we're gonna need a new Joel. We're always looking for Neils because we got babies out the ass now. Yeah, everyone's got um, babies. So yeah, we're we're gonna need some Neils. Neils are are fill ins. They are people whose names aren't important enough yet because they aren't a, a solid part of the group for life. Mm-hmm. So we call them Neil because I can't devote the brain power to remembering their real names. So you start as a Neil. If you come in occasionally, you might be an Alex. An Alex mm-hmm. is a person who came in as a Neil but immediately proved themselves, and I remembered their name. Yeah. And then you can graduate from Alex to Joel, which is like you're a solid person. You're just not there all the time. Can I and then just eventually skip you over become Joel? an Audrey. You can skip over Joel and become an Audrey if you become perfect in every way. Oh, okay. I just won't be gone for so many weddings. I love that that's the joke that we make, that Joel's gone for it's, about 20 weddings a year. It's but, you also know. not false. Joel is always <laughs> at weddings, all the time. I get, Joel, right now you're in the chat. Tell me the last time you were at a wedding, and it's I guarantee you it's going to be within the last six hours. <laughs> 
That's fucking funny. But yeah, what about and you? Also did Destiny two on yours, so we can go to go to yours and then go back to mine. Yeah, so we jumped into the King's Fall raid last night, and uh, I didn't tell you this, but the reason we're doing this in the afternoon is because we're finishing the final boss of the King's Fall raid tonight after uh, oh, everyone gets off work. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, real fun. This is the first time that all six of us have been together again since I think it was July twenty second. So it's been like two and a half months. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's good. I enjoy their company. Great time. But that shows you that we've we've still raided a lot in the last two and a half months, and we've just been relying on Neils. So Adam, you can be our new Neil or Alex. Or I Joel. can be the new. No- you know what really upsets me? Because Chad, everyone everyone knows on the podcast. Everyone knows. I. What are the two things that I love, Chad? You love cowboys pirates? and cowboys. Yeah. Yes, pirates and cowboys. And right now, that seasonal whatever the water plunder. Fucking like oh, it's fucking pirates. Yep. Like, mm, am I going to pay for the season pass to get some pirate gear? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I will. I'm very well, hit interested. Up, hit up Joel. Joel, send Adam a DM on Twitter and let him know about your, your DLC hookup Yeah, send for me Xbox. this deal you got because I'll, yeah. I'll buy a season pass or a, a DLC or whatever. I'll and here's the thing. Think, here's the thing. What if is we it, can like turn them into content, days? we got Patreon money. <laughs> it works. Yep. We got six, what is it? The next one's not for like 60 days plus? The Lightfall? The, we have like 57 days until the next yeah. season. But Lightfall comes oh. in February. Oh, yeah. So I got 60 days to get pirate stuff. Yeah. Let's let's figure yeah. this out, Joel. After you get back from your wedding that you're tired from because you went on one this morning. He said that in the <laughs> chat, not me. Uh, so, yeah. So, Destiny 2. Do you want to do the rest of my stuff now? Yeah, yeah. Talk through the rest of your All stuff. All sequels, by the way. There's only one thing in here that's not a sequel. Everything else is a sequel to play this week. So, the C2 here. I put D2C2 back to back. That's almost a Star Wars droid. But Chivalry 2. <laughs> I played that. Oh, uh, okay. It's on Game Pass. What a wonder. This is why we got into Destiny. Because I started playing Chivalry 2, which for those who don't know, it's a medieval battle multiplayer game where you get either eight people or up to 64 people on two different teams doing medieval warfare. So it's all like, uh, I'm a dude with a halberd. I'm a dude with a pike. I'm a sword. I'm an archer, blah, blah, blah. I'm a knight. And it's just a very... S- the tone is silly, but it's very violent. Like, you can literally, yeah. I think it's called just a flesh wound. Like, you lose an arm and you can still be alive for like 15 seconds and try to kill people. But it's an awesome, like, you know, you play objectives and go back and forth and it's different teams. And it's wonderful. It's very good. I'm is like, it? Chivalry 2 is fucking awesome. Yeah, man. Going there. I've been uh, leveling up my archer. So I went from archer to crossbowman and I'm headshotting people left and right, baby. I'm just bam with that, with the crossbow. But then they run up on me and I die immediately. And the last. Nice. Character class. It reminds. It takes me back to playing Battlefield. Back when Battlefield was good, and you could just like everyone level up your classes and have a good time playing objectives. The last one's a javelin thrower, so I'm just running up at people. You can stab them from far away, and they're like, "Ah, shit!" And then you just throw it at their head, and it stabs through three people. That's fucking great. Chivalry Two is wonderful. It's on Game Pass. If you like silly knights in armor fighting each other, <laughs> go for it. I would highly recommend it. I think I played um, through the beta of that. Like they had an open beta a long time ago. Mm. Uh, and Dallas was like, let's all play Chivalry. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I played through it. And I was like, oh, the combat was kind of slow. Or maybe it was only the tutorial I was able to play or something like that. But it was cool. It wants you to play it slow, but you don't have to. Again, it depends. Okay. Like, if you play with a, a Pike or a Halberd or whatever, you're just stabby-stabbing people from far away. Like, you're just like, eh, eh. But it's all very much block, parry, repost. Or if you just like... Like me, just pull out an, a little dagger and just step, 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 and go at people. So that's whatever you really want to do. Um, but then after Chivalry 2, which I recommend everyone plays, Red Dead Redemption 2, because again, what I love, Pirates and Cowboys. You love Pirates and Cowboys. All about it. Keep going through that. Just trying to do all the hunting stuff. Um, 
God. What is TWW3? I hate when I do this, put it in <laughs> the there. The Wild West 3? No, it's not the Wild West 3, even though that would make sense. Um, so I'm going to click on a thing. But until I figure out what that is, the one thing I did not play that was a sequel was Family Feud. Okay. <laughs> nice. It is a very corny, very bad Ubisoft game. Yep. But I'm like, I'm just here for the quiz. Give me the Family Feud quiz. I mean, my son, he wanted to play some Family Feud, so that's what we did. <laughs> we played Family Feud. I feel, I don't know what your experience with Family Feud was this week, but I played it with some coworkers a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago as part of like a team building event. And the answers seemed like they were made before cell phones existed. <laughs> <laughs> this game came out in 2020, so there was some modern stuff. The thing okay. about Family Feud, and you have to remember this, I do the same thing with Game Awards. You have to remember who your audience is. It can't be like, well, this would be my answer. No, no, no. It's a hundred random idiots. What would idiots think this answer is? And that is always the answers. It's like, what does a moron think? The lowest common denominator. That's how you have to play the game. Yeah. Can I tell you, I don't know. Here's the category. Things Mm -hmm. you might get upset that your dog ate. That's the category. Homework was in there. Number, yeah. Work, schoolwork, whatever it was. That (laughs) was in there. Guess what Shoes. wasn't? Uh, yeah, just throw some things out. Throw some, throw some things out. Chocolate. There. Uh, chocolate was not in there. Shoes were not in there, no. <laughs> I don't know, but what was the thing that, that... Here's the thing that blew my mind. The thing that made me think that, oh, that it's created before um, cell phones existed. Is cords, electronics, cables, yeah, none cords. of that was in there. Oh, and really? that was like the, we had a chance to steal, there was one left, and I was like, it's gotta be this. Guess what it was? Fucking money. Like dogs don't eat your money. No one carries cash. And, and again, the dog doesn't say, oh, look at that wallet. I'm going to pull the credit card out of it and I'm eat it. eat that bad boy. No. But you have to remember, though, when you when you look at that, because that's probably, what, the fifth or sixth out of six? It was like the third thing on the sixth. Because normally yeah. it's like 70, and then it's like 20-something, and then it's like two people. It's like, oh, so there's two fucking morons yeah. who said dog ate money because they're yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> but uh, no, money I would Speaking not have of, guessed. Have either. you seen the Sunny in Philadelphia episode? With Family Feud? No, not yet. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Charlie knows all the answers. The last <laughs> answer on the board is always one person said it's one point. And he's uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, some random guy on the street asked me all these things. And so I, I answered, like, day oh, man. He's, and- <laughs> the he's the idiot. It's so good. It's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, and the last one, the TWW3, was uh, Total War Warhammer 3. Oh, it, gotcha. Okay. It reviewed very well, came out this year. And yeah, it's an excellent RTS. It's very cool. You got to like flank and do all your stuff. It's very nerdy, very, you know, war gamey, but uh, it was very good. And finally, I've had it downloaded on my PC for about seven months and I finally booted it up. But uh, there we are. That's everything. Love it. Uh, I played Destiny 2. Just uh, We just talked about it. Uh, Zelda 2. We've already talked about that at the top of the show. Go look at that. Uh, Barf that is now up on podcast services. What? Well, it's just funny. Look at just the chat right now. Look at the chat right now. <laughs> Complete. I missed the context. Oh, tampon. Things you might be upset if a dog ate. Got it. Tampon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, just was why the fuck is tampon in our chat right now? <laughs> I just thought it was like the pee pee poopy thing where someone always says and you laugh no matter what. I'm like, is tampon also a thing Chad laughs at no matter what? No. Okay. But yes, okay. if a dog ate a tampon, that would not be great. Uh, yeah. I assume in a household with women living in it, that's a lot more of a concern than it is in my household. I don't know if, well, if a trans ate a tampon in my house, I'd be, first <laughs> like, of all, I'd be like, where the fuck did that tampon yeah, come, that come from? from? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, Zelda 2, Destiny 2, 
Oh. And SFPF, which one do we want? I'll start with PF. Small forward, power forward. No. These are basketball positions? <laughs> no. Uh, let's start okay. with PF. This is a game. Um, it is, uh, it's like a, what are they, rhythm. It's a rhythm game with some mm -hmm. pretty dope music. It's all played with the face buttons on your PlayStation controller. It's a game called Pickle Fun. <laughs> oh, you're playing these <laughs> shitty fucking platinum <laughs> games, aren't you? You're a madman. You and it's, you and Cozy, I don't get it. It's a game called Pickle Fun. <laughs> it's, it's just a dancing pickle on the screen doing yep. this while you some licensed royalty free music. You hit the X square triangle. It doesn't matter what you fucking get. It's literally after about thirty seconds of pressing buttons, you get a platinum trophy. Yep. Pickle um, Fun, huh? I, so yeah, I played uh, Pickle Fun. It was uh, two ninety nine on the PlayStation Store. Then this other game here, it's another incredible rhythm game called Sushi Fun. <laughs> it's just a piece of sushi. Doing the same, same animation, the screen, huh? Same animation. <laughs> also $3 on the PlayStation Store, about 30 seconds okay. for a platinum trophy. But the reason that I bought those games and played those games was not for the platinum trophy necessarily, Adam, but it was for PlayStation Stars. We've talked oh, okay. about PlayStation Stars a little bit in like the launch of like kind of I think last week you were like what the fuck is PlayStation Stars? Mm. It launched this week in North America and there there's a little bit more to it that they never really talked about, which is is interesting. Um but it is uh so I I, I bought those for PlayStation Stars, which is a rewards program, a loyalty program for PlayStation. Not only do you get shitty stupid uh trophies or not trophies, but um not NFTs that you collectibles that you can put on yeah. your your These shelf. Collectibles. That they all they all most of them look so stupid that I don't even care about, but I do care about them. We'll get to that in a second. But you earn points, and you earn you earn coins, and you earn rank, and the coins you get can also be redeemed for store credit, and they can also be redeemed for just like straight up buying games with a, a selection of games. With those coins, like Cult of the Lamb is on there for I think it's like six thousand coins, and I have like fifteen hundred right now. So, so in that respect, it's very similar to like the Xbox Game Pass Quest system. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, where you can eventually just like get free Game Pass if you played enough. You can kind of do a similar thing. You can get enough PlayStation rewards points in order to like get some credit in. But there's a level system right now, and I think it goes up to level four right now. We talked about last time where in Japan it gets you priority access to support, which is you have you can have feelings about what that is and and how good it is. And anyway, to level up, you need to you need to do two things. You need to buy digital games okay. as well as earn rare trophies. And so buying digital games is not retroactive. So it doesn't say, oh, Chad, you've bought thousands of PlayStation games over the years. I now need to buy more. So I went in there like, what's cheap as fuck on the PlayStation store right now to buy? Turns out Pickle Fun and Sushi Fun were $2.99 <laughs> each. So I was using those to, to increase my level on there. But surprisingly enough, the trophies are retroactive. So they look back and see how many rare trophies okay. you have. I don't have enough trophies to get me to level three or four. I'm stuck at level two right now, which is you have to specifically get the rare trophies, which are ones that people... Um, not okay. everyone who plays this game gets these trophies all the time. Yeah. So that's why I bought those things, but I will let you know, this kind of relates to destiny. 
these stupid collectibles, Adam, the missions that mm. they're giving you. So like for the next 30 days or something like that, you can go in there and there are like there's a mission to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Street Fighter by doing a Hadouken or something like that. And what that actually okay. means is here's a list of four games. Play any of these games to unlock this collectible. I was like, oh, that's okay. kind of cool. It gets me to play something that I wouldn't necessarily have played otherwise. And then there's a, I forget what they call it. It's like a, like a really rare or unique challenge. They call it something specific, but it's like a little riddle. And so mm. they're like, hey, these five or six games, or these five or six clues, each one is a game from a okay. C.1994 song. I don't know what that is, C.1994. So I just straight up looked up the solution to all of these things. Okay. But they're games that are these clues lead you to. So in order to get this collectible of this weird Sony, whatever the fuck it is, you have to go play each of these games and just literally just open it up. So the solution was like Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain, uh, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Death Stranding. Uh, there were two other ones on there too. But anyway, so you have to go play these things. And this is where I was like, oh God, I'm into this. Because it's a collectathon, it is bounties. It is Destiny bounties, where it's just like, mm, okay. hey, shoot fifteen people with a fusion rifle, and I was like, fuck. It's easy enough to do. That it's not like I, I have thirty days to do it. Why not do it if it gets me this stupid thing on my wall? Mm. But also, it's like I wouldn't have done it otherwise. So it's, I'm conflicted on how I feel it with it. I'm addicted to it already, and it is heavily marketing PlayStation Premium subscription playstation plus premium because one you have to own all of these games in order to play them i happened to own all six of those games already because they were like Got sony lucky. first party or something like that or exclusives but <clears throat> in order to just play them if you have the premium subscription you can stream them so you just, just click boop, on it pop into the game play it yeah. for a second pop out i had to actually re-download all of these games too which sucked Oof. so um oh heads up by the way yeah. Do that on Xbox all the time for like the weekly challenge. It's like play this game. Like, how about I launch a cloud version for two seconds and then mm -hmm. exit out and it still pops? How about that? Yep. That's great. So that's what I wish I could do with the games that I already own, but now I have to pay for an extra thing so that I can stream them for two seconds. Yeah. Uh yeah. And also the weird well, quirk about it is like you have to play Uncharted for a Thief's End. Mm -hmm. But specifically you have to play the PS4 version. You can't play it version. in the PlayStation mm -hmm. 5 like legacy version that they just released you have to play the ps4 version which i guess mm. is part of the premium streaming yeah it's on there anyways yeah, yeah. okay <clears throat> so playstation stars interesting cool has more to it i'm addicted to it i don't know if i love it that's it all right cool uh oh also if anyone is is doing you actually have to go activate it like you have to opt into playstation stars in the playstation app and then no. it starts accruing things. So don't go buy Sushi Fun or Pickle Fun until you've activated that in the app. Don't buy Otherwise, they won't at all. <laughs> oh, and there's also there's also a like a challenge out right now. It's like buy one of these games on the PlayStation Store. And I already owned one or two of them, and they didn't count because I had already bought them. So I had to buy another one. So I paid seventy dollars for The Last of Us Part One just so I can unlock this stupid collectible. I didn't not two hundred dollars. No, no. Although Matt did say over voice chat last night he's like tell adam i'll pay three thousand dollars or whatever it was for any of these games coming how about you give me three thousand dollars and i'll give you last <laughs> one part one <laughs> i can do that 
Alright, let's jump into our quest log. We've got a few quests here to chat about. Starting with the Mario trailer is here, y'all. Comes from Logan Plant at IGN. Woohoo! Revealed in a Nintendo Direct a New York Comic Con panel today. Uh, oh. Logan Plant's not talking about today, Monday, October 10th. He's talking about today, the day that he wrote the article. Yes, absolutely. The trailer begins with a look at a floating Bowser Island making its way to a Penguin Kingdom before Kamek, the little magic Koopa, introduces Jack Black's Bowser. The Penguins attempt to fight by throwing snowballs at the Koopas and Bowser before the King Koopa destroys the gate to the city to find one of the franchise's most iconic superstars. We then cut to Mario, who gets, to, who gets shot out of a warp pipe into the Mushroom Kingdom, where he's greeted by Keegan-Michael Key's Toad, who is like, he's the goat of this trailer, Toad is. Mm -hmm. um, Pratt's Mario doesn't say much besides, what is this place? And Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. And I said those all without any affectation on my voice, because so did Chris Pratt. No. He did not try to do any kind of Mario voice. <laughs> but those two lines do mark our first time hearing Chris Pratt's take on Mario. The trailer ends with a quick shot of Luigi chased, getting chased by a group of dry bones. I'm very pleased with this trailer, Adam. How did you feel about it? I was hyped. Uh, so here's the thing. Illumination mm -hmm. uh, makes, I think, very good. First of all, beautiful. Fucking looks great. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, Love it that it animation. Looks gorgeous. This is the studio uh, behind the Despicable Me and Minions and all that kind of yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and they just make, again, beautiful looking movies. And they're very fun. They're definitely aimed at kids. Uh, but it's always like a fun. It's that. Um, God, I don't want to bring it up, but like Shrek. Well, not, it's one of those where it's like for kids and adults. It was like Shrek was definitely for teenagers and that's it and nobody else. Uh, it's fucking wonderful. But no, it's yeah, it's definitely that you can go watch it with a kid and have fun or just watch it on your own. And there's jokes for you. And it, it's a fun time, but it's not over, over the top or too complicated. So, yeah, I was all about it. Looked great. I loved all the voice cast. I don't care, Chad. It was all very good. <laughs> I love seeing Charlie Day at the end. Luigi getting chased by dry bones. Uh, looks like a Luigi's Mansion <laughs> or some shit. Um, but now I was all about it. And I liked all the voices, like you said. And I don't hate Chris Pratt's voice because it's just Chris Pratt from fucking New York. And Mario is from New York. <laughs> you know, it was very divisive. People were like, that's just Chris Pratt. And other people were like, it sounds like someone brought up the Mario Super Show where the live action oh, version yeah. were just fucking dudes from New York. Uh huh. So it's all over the place. I'm fine with it. If Chris Pratt's New York accent is the most issue that I have with the movie, then the movie's going to be fucking fine. Oh, it'll be all right. Yeah. So. Here's, here's the thing about it. Like, Chris Pratt, he's whatever as an actor, but he... He does not sound anything like Mario, and I think that's okay because of where it seems like the movie's going. He gets shot out of a warp pipe. He doesn't recognize Toad or any of the Mushroom Kingdom. He this 100% looks like a Jumanji. This yeah. looks like a, I got put into, I am Chris Pratt from New York, and I am now in this tiny Italian plumber's body in a mushroom place. Mm -hmm. So uh, it makes sense that he wouldn't sound like the actual Mario that we're, Mario that we're all used to. <clears throat> yep. And isn't the movie called the Super Mario Brothers movie specifically? Mm, I don't I I'm going to click remember. on this link right here. No, yeah, it's called the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh. I don't know th what that means. I mean, that's just like, that's cool that it's Super <clears throat> Mario Brothers. It's just a little thing I thought was fun. I'm excited. Jack Black's yeah, great. It's just as an actor. Charlie Day will be wonderful, even though they break his kneecaps. Yeah, Keegan-Michael <laughs> Key. It's so funny listening to his toad because it's great obviously but it's uh similar ish to bob's burgers he plays a a male cheerleader that is a rival to gene in one episode and it's the exact same because it, it just like 
pitch his voice up. Yeah. Because he's playing a kid and it's fucking great. So it reminded me of that. Before we get to this next story, I do have to let you know, thanks to Joel in the chat, <laughs> last night we all paused in the middle of the raid to all buy Xbox mini fridges. <laughs> okay. They were on sale. Wario64 tweeted $55 at Walmart for the oh. Xbox mini fridge. Shit, I wish I'd known. Yeah, I, they might still be that price. Who knows? Go to walmart.com. Um, so yeah, we bought Xbox mini fridges. And I wouldn't have bought it if it was like the size of a mini fridge, but because it's... I don't know, essentially the same size as an Xbox Series X. I've been saying Xbox One mini fridge. It's an Xbox Series X mini fridge. Um, yeah, because it's so tiny, that's why I bought it. Even though I don't really have anywhere to put it in my living room because I don't really have power outlets in a good place. Mm-hmm. I bought one. Audrey bought one. Joel already has one. It's like we just going to have an Xbox mini fridge now. Maybe I'll put store it on the my... piano. Yeah, there you go. I'll, fl- I'll put it right on the piano there, which is only... <laughs> 10 feet like <laughs> from the real fridge <laughs> from the real fridge which is right over there and the pianos I was like it's it's not functionally a good purchase but I could not buy it at $55 for 50 bucks come on come yeah. on now yeah cool teens get a release date coming from Andy Robinson at VGC are you a cool teen from Japan are you going to school on a portable way or gold persona 3 portable and persona 4 golden will release for xbox consoles and game pass ps4 and nintendo switch on january 19th 2023 atlas has announced they officially announced back in june that the whole series which has been missing from xbox and switch will first release first on the platforms with persona 5 royal on october 21st and now we have dates for the rest of them which is great people love those games all them teens all them nerds RPGs, love them. I've never played them, although I have had Persona 4 Golden on my Vita for a thousand years and have never played it. Yeah, I am happy to see that the 3 and 4 come on the same day because I was like, are they going to stagger these releases? Give us like 5, 4, and 3 or whatever. But no, they're just all coming out the same day relatively soon. Um, it's good that they're going to be everywhere because that feels like a really good Switch game, especially for, I mean, 4 Golden was made for, it, it wasn't made for a portable, but it feels like it was made for portable just because yeah. everyone played it for played on PSCV personally, but a lot of people played on their <laughs> Vita. Um, so the only thing that, uh, again, being on Game Pass is great. I've already got Persona 5 Royal pre-installed. The only reason, so I own Persona 5 Royal on PlayStation, but I didn't bring it up a long time ago because it didn't matter. It was a small thing. Uh, you don't get the PS5 upgrade. Because oh. technically, I own the PS4 version. I just played on my PS5 because there's not a PS5 version of it yet. They're like, there's no upgrade. So it's like, ooh, spend $70 for a game I already own or play it on Xbox. I guess I'm going to just play it on Xbox. Yeah. Just because I want to get that little... I just want the load times, really. Yeah. It's kind of upsetting. I was like, why can't you just give me a a patch? I don't even... I already own all the content. I just need it to load faster. Now you got to pay for it. What about you? Suck. My Persona. My so Persona. PC. Sorry. PS. PC. Plans. Presented. I see what you did there, Adam. I see what you did. This Papa comes John's. from Haley Williams at Papa John's <laughs> <laughs> at GameSpot. In an interview with French gaming YouTuber Julian, uh, it's French, so it's spelled C H I E Z E, but it's probably pronounced like fluff. Jeez. Julian fluff. Geez, cheese. Julian Cheese. I'm Julian Cheese Tabernacle. <laughs> Let me copy and paste this from my desktop to my cheese. 
Herman Holst was asked about the potential of future PlayStation Studios games launching simultaneously on both PlayStation and PC. This is something that we've speculated a little bit over the last couple years. Uh, this is a quote from Herman Holst. We as PlayStation Studios have a very symbiotic relationship with the platform, Holst explained in response. We are often the first developers to try new hardware, to try new controllers. It's been really great for the teams to see their wonderful creations also being released on PC, often with the help of our newly acquired team, Nixie's Software, is how I'm going to guess that's pronounced. There are more players, and that's really helpful. I think going forward, we'll see at least a year between releases on PlayStation and on the PC platform. Holst continued on to explain that there was one type of game that could possibly see an exception to this rule, live service games. Quote, live service games are a little bit different in nature because you want to have a really strong community, strong engagement right when you go live, Holst explained. We might, in the case of our live service offerings, go day and date with PC and PlayStation. So I think that's a, a, a strategy. One, I, I think we've talked about on this. There's not a, I feel like there's not a ton of cannibalization by releasing on PC and PlayStation. Like console and PC are such different markets that I think like... It, it's fine to release day and date, but if you want to drive sales to your console, I see, all right, a year of exclusivity. That makes sense if it's like, even if there's an Xbox exclusive game or Deathloop is a PS5 exclusive game for a year, like that makes sense uh, to make sure people are buying a PlayStation system before it releases on PC. But the live service thing I think is interesting because they acquired you know, Bungie recently just for that and Destiny 2 and their expertise with live service. So, um, Obviously, that makes sense that these games rely on having a huge community, which is uh, really important. And so releasing those with the most amount of players possible is a really smart idea. I mean, for live service, you have to. Could you yeah. imagine like Fortnite or Destiny being like, we're only going to do one console and we'll come to now that your yeah. game would it wouldn't tank, but it would not be as good as it could be. Um, yeah. And again, yeah, for live service, more than likely it'll be free to play. So yeah, you're just going to make more money and you have more players for people to play with, which makes someone to play your game. And the which, one year, oh, go ahead. Which interestingly enough, interestingly enough, relies on cross-platform play, which Sony, Sony like notoriously was like, no cross-platform play. We got to protect the kids. And now yeah. they're like, oh, it's really important for us to build a really big community with PC as well. What they meant to say is we got to make as much money as possible because it's a business and that's what businesses right. do and it's fine. Um, but for the one year between the two, again, I'm with you. I don't think it would actually cannibalize anything because PC players are going to play on PC and you still make money. Hey, guess what? When you sell a game on PC, PlayStation still makes money from the sale. Uh, yep. But the one year is like in case they're, you know, they have investors like, whoa, why are we doing that? Don't we sell our box. They're happy, but then you still make money in the back end and gamers are still happy because a year... It's fine. If I had to wait a year to play God of War and, you know, fucking 5,000 frames a second in 4K because I have a big <laughs> beefy PC, I think a year is fine. Um, so I think it's all good all around. It's just nice to have it out there being like, hey, this is what the idea is going to be. Thank you very much, Julian Cheese. <laughs> Julian Cheese. Our last... <laughs> Joel had the same thing. BBPC. I was like, big beefy PC. Yep. Yep. BBPC. Yep. Mm -hmm. Thought that same thing. Um... Next, our last story. How many of them PSVR 2 you got? This comes from Darren Bonthuis at Papa John's as well, a.k.a. GameSpot. <laughs> Sony apparently has ambitious plans for its next generation of virtual reality hardware, as it plans to have 2 million units of the PSVR headset ready by March next year. Mass production of the virtual reality headset reportedly began in September via Bloomberg, 
and has not yet faced any supply con supply strain supply chain constraints. With the PS5 continuing to be in high demand due to its limited availability since it launched two years ago in November, Sony also plans to have more console stock on shelves in early 2023, according to Bloomberg's sources. PSVR 2 has yet to receive a date beyond 2023, but Sony is attempting to ensure that there's adequate stock of PS5 consoles available to play games on the new headset. The hardware will only work on PS5 and won't be backwards compatible with PSVR games. Two things about this. One is, I think for context, I saw a tweet. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to look this up too at the same time. But for context, I think PSVR 1 sold a million units after two years. Mm -hmm. Whereas PSVR 2 is now aiming to sell 2 million units pretty quickly if they're aiming to have that by March. Uh, and then it took, I think, 5 million units for PSVR 1 so in, lifetime. in yeah, lifetime. And I think that was after about five years or something like that. So okay. a little bit of context there for numbers and, and how much that is compared to the previous generation. Uh, but two, I know you and Alex talked about this while I was gone a few weeks ago. The fact that the PS5 versions of these, or the PSVR 2 versions, PSVR 1 games won't be backwards compatible with PSVR 2. And I, I know you all talked about like, it's just a new controller and things like that. I think there is, there's a way you have to rework the games because of the inside out tracking and like, the game inherently is looking for colored floating stupid orbs on these other controllers and now we've got to train mm -hmm. it to look from different cameras in a different way with different sets of controllers so like there's going to be some developer work in order to make these things but i think what's probably going to come from this as well in that specific point is that we will see um ps5 or psvr2 re-releases of these games and maybe they'll be mm -hmm. like a hey there's a free patch that gets you the psvr2 version of this thing if you already own the original or there's a ten dollar upgrade fee if you want to get in on the original because they're they're gonna have to do some work in order to make it work on that mm -hmm. it's not I'm fine just with a, that yeah. specifically of me it's like i know beat saber would work because that's on literally every fucking head headset inside right. out upside down doesn't matter so that should you should be able to give me a version of that for free if I own it. Every other game, yeah, I mean, they made so many games that, like, yeah, those developers aren't even around anymore. So I could understand part of that. Yeah, Joel says, like, I hope so. I have so much money work. in Beat Saber already. It's like, yeah, me too. I've, I've bought every that, single pack, and now it's just sitting here collecting dust. That's one that I really only care about. I don't care about Iron Man. <laughs> Make Beat Saber work so people can... Uh, there are some games that I feel like will be relatively easy to port. Things like Moss 2 that came out, mm -hmm. re like, recently this year that like nobody's playing because no one's playing their VR, their PSVR one anymore because it's such a pain in the ass to, yeah. to set up on PS5. But that's also on Quest. So that exactly, yeah. I, that's why I feel like anything that's on Quest already, which has inside out tracking, which has a similar way of, of moving, of sensing the controllers and stuff like that. I feel like those are gonna be pretty easy to port to PSVR two. It's just anything that's exclusive for PSVR one is gonna be, they're gonna have to take some some time to work on that shit. Yeah. Two million sounds about right, though, because uh, you, yeah. you did the numbers for the other ones. But since then, again, mention it again, Quest seems to have done pretty well. I feel like two million is, feels like a good number for the assumed market that you would have now. Because VR is, I'm, ba I'm basically, let's be honest, like Meta has made VR more mainstream. Right. So yeah. in the time being. So I think that two million is probably a good number to start with and see where you go from there. It'll be interesting to see if they're if they're aiming to have this by March. I assume that March will be the release, uh, if not yeah. like Q one, soon. After, but yeah, um, 
I think what might make or break this is price point. Like, we'll see. What made Meta, like, what made the Quest Two so mainstream is that it was two hundred bucks. Like, you could get the Quest Two for two hundred bucks, and now costs three hundred bucks because of inflation and and supply shortage. But um, this headset is beefy. It has the highest resolution of any headset that's been out there now. It has OLED technology versus everyone else that's using LCD. Like this is this is going to be a pricey thing, and I think that might be a turnoff for a lot of people. Unless PlayStation oh, yeah. wants to take a hit, which I don't know if they do. They're not going to. Yeah. I guarantee this motherfucker is at least five hundred dollars. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. I mean, if you think about everything that wasn't Oculus Quest was like $500 starting point, sometimes they're 700 bucks. Like all of those other headsets, Rift and Rift S and, and the Valve one, like uh, HCV, HTC Vive. And, and, and yeah, those are all expensive babies, but it's exciting. Hopefully we'll get it soon. That brings us to segment from Adam Spooky Scary. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By the way, this is a segment from Adam. I need everyone in the chat, if you're just listening, maybe get on your keyboards right now because potentially your, your number could get called. We'll see. But we're going to play a little game. Who wants to gain a moderate amount of monetary wealth? <laughs> Basically, he wants to be a millionaire. Are you I doing can't. your Regis Philbin impression or that woman who took over after he died? Was it Jane Lynch who took over? Jane Lynch? No, it was some other blonde she woman. She must be on another TV show. She's on a game show. Um, but I'm not going to do either one because my Regis Philbin impression is an impression of a dead man. Um, so, is he dead? <laughs> or am I just making a bad <laughs> Regis joke? Philbin I, is dead. I thought he was dead. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember Regis enough to do an impression of him. Uh, I watched Reese's and Kelly when I was a teenager. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to play uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, basically. So I have five Hold questions. Please. Hold, please. Before uh -huh. we get into this game, can mm -hmm. I read you the list of hosts from Who Wants to Go Be a Millionaire? It. Oh, fuck. Okay, if I click on this thing, then it brings up the gifts and then the audio freaks out. I but here's the it. thing. Regis Philbin, um, until 2002, Meredith Vieira, yeah. which is who I was thinking about, Meredith, 2002 to 2013, Cedric the Entertainer for a year from 2013 to My 2014. Man, living his best life. Terry Crews for a year from 2014 yeah. to 2015. And then there's a Chris Harrison. I don't know who that is for four years. And then Jimmy. And then that's where the Google cuts off and I can't click on the link anymore. Yeah, that's fine. Interesting Fucking wild. List. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Continue with your game. Oh, you're good. You're good. So we're doing this is who wants to be a millionaire. I have five questions. If you get them, if you get it wrong, you're done. If you can get up to five, you will gain what is it? A moderate amount of monetary wealth. <laughs> Maybe I'll pass forward a dollar on Patreon, patreon.com slash responding fire, because I have never got off the Patreon, even though I'm a host <laughs> on the show. Uh, so you have lifelines. Everyone knows what these are. Right. Lifelines, I have 50 50. So it goes from four answers to two. Phone a friend. Which I want you to physically call somebody on the phone and see if they answer and talk to them. Okay, hold on. One of my Hopefully phones we don't is being need to used. use this one. One of my phones is being used as a as the camera right now. Let me boot oh, up the other have, phone. Do you real have quick. the ability to do this? I have a second phone. It might need to charge. Okay, let's not worry I'm about listening. it. I'm listening. Continue to tell me the rules while I grab a charger. Okay, no problem. Uh, and then the last one is ask the audience, which is where you Twitch people come in. If he asks that question and you know the answer to the question, throw it in uh, Twitch chat. 
and uh, we can help your boy Chad out here. Uh, don't look it up. Let's do honor system. Don't look it up on Google and find out the answer. But yeah, I'm going to do from ascending from easiest to hardest, whatever. By the way, Chad, if you have to phone a friend, you can just phone me on over Discord in case that phone right, thing we'll doesn't see. work. We'll see. All right. Oh, great. But these go us... Perfect. Okay, good, good. This will go from ascending from easiest to hardest. We have five questions. You know, you have three lifelines. Who wants to gain monetary wealth? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one. In the video game Observation, oh. you, play as an, you play as an AI named what? A, How, B, Guilty Spark, C, Sam, or D, Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know Guilty Spark. That's 343. That's Halo. I know that. I know Sarah, Scarlett Johansson is from her, that movie with What's-His-Face McGillicuddy. Mm-hmm. What was the first one? Hal? Hal. Yeah, that's that's 2001 A Space Odyssey, which leaves me with Sam. Sam. I don't remember this specifically in? being the AI, but process of elimination has gotten me there. All right, is that your final answer? That is, is that what they said on this? That show? is my final answer. All right, uh, dramatic music here. It is Sam. It stands for, it's an acronym Ooh. for something. Okay. Something, okay. something, Scarlett something. Scarlett Johansson's ass muffin. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, before we started, I this was a give. This was a, a freebie for Chad because I was like, "Hey, give me a spooky game <laughs> that I that you know." Uh, and he, I asked, <laughs> you asked if the AI from 2001: Space Odyssey's name was Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because the the line that it is, "I can't do that, David." Dave, I like, does oh, say okay. Dave. That's why I thought it that. Is. And Scarlett Johansson specifically, you mentioned the AI from her, and I just said, well, Scarlett Johansson did the voice, so that works. Anyways, next up, good. You got past number one, you still have all three lifelines. Um, what you. is the next hardest one? Hmm. Okay, I'll do this next one. Your next question. Uh, which of these actors was not... Oh, by the way, random thing, when I was looking to do my uh, studying for Millionaire, mm -hmm. there's a there was a lifeline that was asked the host, and the host doesn't know the answer until it's presented on screen. Like they oh. don't have the answers there already. It pops up when it pops up for everybody. I mean, of course, they may know it on their own, but it's not like here's the answer sheet. I didn't know. Okay, that. it was interesting. Uh, but anyways, you're not gonna. Well, you could phone me. Uh, let's see. Which of these actors was not featured in Until Dawn? So which of these people was not featured in Until Dawn? Okay. A. Rami Malek. B. Jordan Fisher. C. Brenda Song. Or D. Hayden Panettiere. Um. Oh, I'm going to ask the audience. Audience. So all of you on Twitch right now, uh, audience on Twitch, which one yes. was not featured? Can you read the question who again? Was not, who was not featured in Until Dawn, Supermassive's game for uh, PS4? Rami Malek, Jordan Fisher, Brenda Song, or Hayden Panettiere? Who is not in Until Dawn? I'll give everyone in chat a couple seconds to uh, while to do that. while they're while they're typing you, in chat. You talk here. Us through I, it. I know Rami Malek was in it, and I know Hayden Panettiere was in it because she was marketed as like save the cheerleader, save the world, Papa John's. But then I know like Jordan Fisher and Brenda Song were in the new game together, but I don't know which one of them was in the other game. Interesting. <sighs> All right, Venomoth says Fisher. Jordan Fisher was not in that one. Brenda, you know what? I feel like Jordan Fisher would be so young when that game came out, and there were no babies in that game. Okay. So I'm going to go with Venomoth and say 
Jordan Fisher was not in Until Dawn. All right. Uh, final answer. Is that what they uh, said? Um, there's another person. Adam Gumby says Brenda. Maybe she's awesome. <laughs> Damn it. But here's the other thing, though, because people were freaking out about Brenda Song being in the new. What's the What's the name of the game that just came out? The Quarry. The Quarry. <laughs> So maybe it's a big deal that she was in it because she hasn't been in a previous game before. Fuck me. This is tough. Can I can I use I'm going to use another lifeline on this question as well. I'm going to use the 50/50 okay. to eliminate okay. two options. Hopefully it's going to eliminate <laughs> I'm going to roll a D a D6 or actually I'm going to roll D4 because that has four numbers on it. It makes one okay. more fucking sense and I'll get rid of either one, two, did it whatever. Uh, okay. so let me roll it. Um so Jordan Fisher is no longer on the list, and Rami Malik is no longer on the list. So you have Brenda. That was based on a role. Okay, completely okay. random. Okay. So, so was Brenda Song say or Hayden Penitentiary? Brenda Song. Brenda Song is the correct answer. Your final answer. That's my final answer. Yeah, that was it. So Brenda Woo. Song was not. Almost just lost that one. So the funny thing is, I need to look this up. Uh, Jordan Fisher. I just looked at the cast list for the first one. He might also be in the quarry, but he was definitely in Until Dawn. So maybe they just brought him back. Um, but Jordan no, he Fisher was, absolutely... was in the quarry. I know that. Yeah. I just couldn't remember whether he was in Until I'm Dawn actually, I'm going to look through his filmography real quick because you've gone robot. So I'm going to take two seconds to do this. Okay. Um, to see. No, I don't oh, think yeah, he stream is in... down. We're going to go to a hold site for just a second again. Thank you, Comcast. Go fuck yourselves. All right, we're back. Again, slap your Comcast partner on the face. Um, the anticipation there, right? Whew. Yeah. It was crazy. But no, you while got we that were, one right. While we were gone, during the commercial break, that's what this is. There's a commercial break commercial. during. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while we were gone, it turns out I was confusing Jordan Fisher with Justice, Justice Smith. Smith. I looked up Jordan Fisher and I was like, I have no idea who the fuck this guy is. That so. is not the man that I was speaking of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so on to number three. You've used two lifelines, but you're continuing on. Okay. Which one is the next hardest one? Uh, I want to do this one just because this is, Chad, remember I said the one's yeah, really, really funny, funny one? to me? Okay. This one to me is very funny. I think you'll probably know it too. Okay. What is Isaac Clark's totally alive girlfriend's name in Dead Space? <gasps> Dead Space. Oh, one. fuck. Is it Jessica, Nicole, Amanda, or Brittany? <laughs> did i give you four white women's names perhaps you 100 percent did oh god i'm uh i'm pretty sure this one's nicole but amanda's throwing me off it's not britney it's not britney what's the first mm -hmm. answer again jessica jessica it's not jessica it's god it's either nicole or it's amanda If here's a here's a fun here's a fun Easter. Actually, I don't know if I want to spoil this or not. That's I why I said she's totally alive. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Based on the thing you were probably gonna say. Well, that's okay. So here's another thing. Here's another cool thing. Now that she's totally alive, the the chapter names, which I don't know if they're gonna have in the new remake because it's all a one shot and there's no yeah, break in the know. camera. Well, the chapter names, the beginning letter of every single thing spells out your girlfriend's name. 
is mm-hmm. totally alive. <laughs> totally alive. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally alive. Um, now I'm trying to remember what the. Okay, it's. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna fucking. I don't know if I know. Do you still have phone a friend. Played. I do have phone a friend. I don't know. I don't know if I know anyone who's played Dead Space. I'm gonna. I'm gonna risk it for the biscuit, Nicole. Mm. I'm gonna say it's Nicole. Final answer. Final answer. Uh, the lights go up and it's all dramatic. Uh, it is Nicole. Very good on you. <laughs> yes. First instinct was Woo. right. Very My good. girl names are all the same. Yeah, I was so happy to do this. This I was like, <laughs> all right, this is a good one. Just name all the white girl names you possibly could. Yep. Uh, should have thrown Jocelyn in there or something. Uh, anyways. Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Uh, okay, so number four. You're getting okay. close to winning monetary wealth. Okay. If you want it, who wants that? You do. Uh, which studio <laughs> developed 2014's Alien Isolation? Ooh. So what studio developed 2014's Alien Isolation? A, Creative Assembly, B, The Chinese Room, C, Capcom, or D, Cold Iron Studios? Okay. Capcom's a publisher. Although they have, like, development team one. Like, they have stupid names for their development teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chinese Room did Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, so they don't do those kind of games. What was the first one again? Creative Assembly? Uh, Creative Assembly. And what was the last one? Cold Iron Studios. Cold Iron Studios. I don't think I've ever heard of Cold Iron Studios, but I feel like I have heard of Creative Assembly, and we recently played Alien Isolation for a barf game, and I feel like you would have said that. So I'm going to say Creative Assembly final answer. Final answer, it is Creative Assembly. (laughs) Okay. All the adrenaline Chinese Room, you said... um, Gone to Rapture. They also did Amnesia, uh, the first yeah. one at least. Cold Iron Studios made Alien Fireteam Elite or whatever that shooter uh, multiplayer yeah, yeah, game yeah. is. So threw that one in there. All right. We're on to the last one. Your chance uh, to win some sort of monetary value. Is it a million? I don't know. All right. During the Mansion incident in 1998, what organization did Chris Redfield work for? Mansion incident. 1998, what organization did Chris Redfield work for? Uh, A, Umbrella USA. B, BSAA. C, Stars Alpha Team. Or D, United States Air Force. Here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what they would often do on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I'm going to phone a friend. Uh, phone a friend even though you know the answer. FaceTime yeah. audio Dallas Smith on speakerphone. <laughs> Is Dallas available? Yeah, it's Columbus Day. He has the day off. Oh, okay. Very cool. Here we go. Starting FaceTime audio call. Make sure to turn that up in the headphones. It's on speakerphone. Okay, good. The anticipation. I hope he picks up. I hope he does, too. He might not. Dallas Smith, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. You're on the Respawn Aim Fire game show. Who wants to win a modern amount of wealth? <laughs> I can't hear him, by the way. All right. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Adam can't hear you, but it doesn't matter because all I did is I, I used my phone a friend lifeline to call and tell you that I'm about to win a million dollars. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm about to win a modern amount of wealth um, because the answer to your question, Adam, is Chris Redfield was a part of STARS in Resident Evil. Final answer. I, 
correct. Is that your final answer? Yep, and Dallas says I'm correct as well. Final Dallas, answer. let him know he's won it. Oh, Stars Alpha Team is correct. I won. I won. Thank you so much, Dallas. I love you. Goodbye. Very good. And I like specifically, it's only during that game he's a part of Stars. I believe the other games he's he is part of BSSA at one point. He was part of the Air Force at one point, but in that mansion incident specifically he was stars alpha team very good i was i was gonna be really if you would put raccoon city police department rpd in there mm -hmm. i would have been like oh fuck i don't know but rpd is what leon kennedy was part of not chris leon, Redfield. Yeah, not yeah. chris yes all right well look at that you've won Whew. a moderate amount of mouth uh, on the first of the month, I'll be charged a dollar for my Patreon fee. So go ahead and take that for yourself. <laughs> That's for you. Perfect. Take that 80 cents after they take their cut or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you so much for that that excellent segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Spooky, scary. Boys becoming <laughs> men. Segment. Men becoming wolves. <laughs> and that brings us to our final segment of the, the podcast. Game on Game Show. The Game on a Gaming Show where we play a game called Game on the Game... Sorry, I got distracted. I saw the Twitch chat and then I couldn't remember what was coming out of my mouth. That's what she said. Here's our game this week, Adam. I'm not going to reveal the name yet. Mm -hmm. Because I want to reveal why we chose the game this week. Game okay. on Game Show. Today is October 10th. Yesterday was October 9th. That's how yep. time works in the Gregorian calendar. Yesterday, October 9th, was the 10th anniversary of the game Dishonored. Oh. Happy 10 years, Dishonored. So we're playing a game today called Big Hands, Warm Heart. I, I knew Big Hands was coming up. I was like, when's he going to talk about Big Hands? All right, here we go. So I've got five clues here um, that lead to... Big hands. Uh -huh. <laughs> it could be a character with big hands, or it could be hands themselves disembodied in video games, or things that make your hands big in video games. Okay. So um, I'm going to give you these clues, and you guess it. And if you can't get it, then I'll maybe give you another clue, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I came up with this. Like, I literally finished making this list the second that I told you, hey, I'll be right there. I'm grabbing water, et cetera, for the podcast. So they're not the most clever, but I think they're pretty good. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. <clears throat> Kick, punch, slice, throw, and smash your way to your final destination to face this hand. Ha-ha. This is the master hand from Smash Brothers. That is correct. Master hand from Smash Bros. Very I tried to nice. put something about crazy hand in there too. Like, oh, wait. Yeah. His watch, weird brother who does this. Yeah. It was like, and then they slap him. When you clap. first started talking, I'm like, is this Fruit Ninja? <laughs> You're talking about slicing with your hands? Yeah, Fruit Ninja. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number two Stand still too long in some dungeons, and you'll get snatched to the heavens to be with Jesus. If you can't keep an eye on the ceiling, keep a lookout on the ground for shadows. Hmm. Dungeons. Hands that grab you in dungeons. That's what's confusing me. In dungeons specifically. Is there any other clues, perhaps? Uh, this is a, a Nintendo-exclusive franchise. Uh-huh. Hmm. Hands, hands, hands. Would it maybe be... The uh, Ocarina of Time, the weird spiders. The fucking spiders from Zelda. Uh, that uh, I, I understand what you're getting at. Yes, it is Zelda games in general, and they are mm -hmm. the wall master, the hands. They were in Ocarina of Time. Wall they're in several master. other 2D ones, too. And they're just the disembodied hands that 
you see their shadows on the ground and then they come down and they snatch yeah. you. Okay. Is what that in that first temple? The the tree temple, whatever? Or am I misremembering? Oh no, you're thinking of I know it's you're Zelda, thinking but of I'm thinking of the weird No, that's Goma. Skull Spider. Whatever. You're thinking of the, yeah. I knew it was Zelda. Oh, the Skulltulas, that's what you're thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. Gotcha. Zelda, we'll still give it to you because you said Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Here's the number three. What the fuck is this guy even? His body parts aren't connected. His hair is some kind of linguini or some shit. And he's been platforming <laughs> since the PS1 days and picked up some bunny friends along the way. Linguini. <laughs> That's where we went. Yeah. God, this is Rayman. This is Rayman from the Rayman games. That is correct. <laughs> linguini. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of pasta? I love a good linguini, a good angel <laughs> hair. That was a... um. That was a, 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 a subtle nod to Grumpy Old, not Grumpy Old Men, The Odd Couple. Two Men and Walter a Baby. Walter Matthau, oh. um, Jack Lemmon. Like, you know they did a new version with Thomas Le Thomas Lennon? Thomas Lennon? The guy from Reno 911. I had no idea. Yep. Lieutenant Dangle. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up because it All was, right. I don't know if it did well. I'm sure it had fucking 17 seasons <laughs> that I don't know anything <laughs> about. But uh, yeah. All right, number Nothing. four. I've never seen this many fingers on one hand, though still it only wears rings on a single digit. Got to get good if you want to beat it. I was wondering when they'd show up. The weird fucking spooky spider hands from Elden Ring. That is correct. It is the finger creepers from Elden Ring. Creepers. Those things look nasty as fuck. When you, especially when you first meet them and you don't know what's going on, and either they're under the ground and you just see fingernails, or there's just big fucking big motherfuckers like crawling at you. Like I don't like any of that. Uh, by the way, so I'm looking at uh, the Odd Couple went from 2015 went from th for three seasons. Oh, it's so a show. Actually, oh, yes, they made a TV show in 2015. Um, so I guess it's the same idea. Matthew Perry, so from Friends fame. And okay, Thomas yep. Lennon of Reno 911. He's the officer dangle from Reno 911, the dude yeah. with the short shorts. Those That was the odd couple, was those two guys. Which one was Oscar? Was that Matthew Perry? I assume so. Matthew Perry was Oscar and yeah. Thomas Lennon was Felix. Okay. Interesting. Oh, what a what a dynamic duo. Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon back, making grumpy old men, making odd couple, grumpy old men. I love men. grumpy old men. That's so fucking good. Yep. Look at these old men that are mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final one on Big Hand's Warm Heart. This one, I don't know if you'll get this one because I'm not sure if you played this game or are familiar a lot with this game, but we'll see. All right. Swollen fists will vanquish foes in this square-developed Mario game. Ooh, is it a Super Mario RPG? It is Super Mario RPG. Do you happen to... Uh, I, have you played Super Mario RPG? Do you have any idea what this I is? I've only played like an hour of Super Mario RPG, okay. so I'm not a... I knew Square Enix Mario game. I'm like, okay, that's Super Mario RPG. Yeah. But what this is, is the... The punch glove or the mega glove are two weapons that Mario gets that makes his fists really big and punch shit. Mm. Yeah. But Princess Peach loves that. Oh, she <laughs> loves it. The The thing, though, is that like he has to put on the glove and that he can't just like make his hand big in Princess oh, Peach. He puts a glove on. So, yeah. To make there's got to be some, between his regular gloves and the big gloves, there's got to be some middleman gloves in there too. Otherwise, yeah. things aren't going to be happy. Maybe some puffy gloves. But that's it for Big Hands, Warm Hearts. Happy 10th anniversary to Dishonored, the game with hands that are too big to make me enjoy it.
And that is it for Game on Game Show. That is it for episode 279 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone. We had a lot of people turn out in the chat on a Monday afternoon. Maybe we'll just continue doing Monday afternoons. Maybe Let's just do shows job. in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. That's what we need to do, apparently. <laughs> So thank you everyone who watched along live. Thank you to uh, those of you in the chat responding to the the phone or the ask the audience. Thank you Dallas for helping me out with the phone a friend. Um, you all have homework. Every single one of you have homework, and it's to go to Patreon.com/slash/respawnamefire where you get to vote on barf games for the month. That's our backlog accomplishments with respawn and friends where you tell us what classic game or game that we wish we would have played, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, are we going to play for the month? You all voted this month for. A game that I tricked you on that's not available anywhere. So instead, we're playing Castlevania Anniversary Collections Super Castlevania 4. Which you can also play on the SNES Classic if you have that as well. Or you can play that on the Steam Deck. Because Steam Deck <laughs> knows its audience and is advertising emulators. And I love it. Um, so go play that. We're going to have... Um, I haven't talked with Adam about it, but maybe we'll have a new Patreon perk for you patrons up there. You get to, you get to do some... Some interesting submissions for things. I don't know. Well, just go to patreon.com slash respawning fire. You'll figure it out from there. Um, and go listen to our barf episode from last month for Zelda 2. And that's it. Thank you, Adam, for being here. Wonderful, wonderful to chat with you again. Thank you for having me, Chad. It's been wonderful being on as a guest. <laughs> as a, as a permanent guest who's likes. always here and does some work. Thanks for coming by. We appreciate you this week. You did it every week. For, I don't know how long it's been. It's been over a year, right? Yeah, I think you joined us August of last year. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. 